this is P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And I'm Shelby, and I'm here with Matt. Yes, and we are talking about all of the movies from the first (laughs) half of the year. So many bad movies. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit. I feel like we've been talking about this for the past several months. The 2019's movie crop is just not as strong as some years previous. Yeah, it's wild. It's like summer and it's like, is Lion King the only movie that's being talked about? And I'm just like not into it. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah, but I, I mean, people are talking about Midsummer a little bit. Uh, yeah. People are still seeing Aladdin. I don't know how that's <laughs> happening, which I never saw. But it, yeah. it's been a weird year. Looking at my at my rankings, you know, there are like my top 10 is movies that I like. And movies that I would definitely recommend, but there's very few I think that I would that would be anywhere near my top ten in another year by the right. end of the year. And I'm sure that yeah. in the fall, all of this stuff will get bumped down, so these lists are like no spoilers for oh, our yeah. end of year rankings. <laughs> but but yeah, it's weird to see how many movies have yeah. you seen so far. I've seen thirty five, thirty four, but some of those are Netflix, so. Depending on what we qualify. But yeah, so 34, which again, feels slow for some reason. And (laughs) I'm just like, I keep waiting for these movies to come out and like, wow me. But I guess maybe they all are like pushed towards the end of the year. So we'll see. We'll see. But it'll be interesting to see what made your top 10 because I think it's it's uh, anyone's gamble, really. Yes. Well, the same with you. I was trying to look yeah. at this list of movies I've seen and think like, what of this has Shelby liked and would put in her top 10? It's tricky to guess. Yeah. But I will say, I think I think you've seen every movie in my top 10 except for maybe one. Oh, okay. Well, so that'll be fun. that's a helpful, helpful tidbit. I'm fairly certain that you have not seen three of the movies Aww. in my top ten. So, you know, okay. the and old horror is, I, issue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. If it's horror, then that's a, that's another thing. But I also just want to point out that New York gets better release dates than sometimes Houston does. That's so, true. So if there's some... We'll just have to discuss, okay? <laughs> yes. There's some artsy films in there. It's not that I don't have bad taste. It's that I don't have opportunity. Okay. Yes. Just mm-hmm. putting that okay. out there. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yes. You just have bad taste in, yeah. in living locations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It couldn't be helped. But um, to try and, you know, see how good we are at understanding each other's taste, I guess we should try and maybe take a guess at each other's top three of these top 10 to see if we get anywhere close yeah i think that would be fun do you want to guess first or do you want me to guess first (laughs) i want i want you to guess first because then maybe i can see where your mind's at maybe okay okay so i'm guessing the movies that i think you would have put in your top three and i get Mm -hmm. a point or whatever for each one i get right um i am going to say that Looking at my list, I think I feel like Book Smart has to be in your top mm-hmm, three. That mm-hmm, feels like mm-hmm. a very Shelby movie. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You're more of like a superhero person than I am, but I'm trying to decide whether I you didn't. I feel like I liked Captain Marvel more than you liked it, so I don't think that's probably in. But 
Um, I'm okay. I'm going to say Avengers Endgame. So Booksmart and Avengers. And... See, because then there's these movies that I did not like, and I don't know if you <laughs> like them enough to put them that high. Like, like how much did you like the movie Little? How much did you like the movie Late Night? These are the questions. Um. Okay. I, oh. Oh. Or Shazam. I feel like you liked Shazam when I. Oh gosh, this is so tricky. Um. Okay. I'm gonna guess Little. I feel like okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> that was. Uh, uh, Okay, yeah, that, those are my guesses. I'm sure okay. I got none of them right. Um, so we'll just tell you as you go along. Is that is yeah. that it? Or yeah. okay, okay, yeah. Okay. So then I'll, I'll guess your I'll guess your three, and this is a lot harder for me because I just don't understand your taste at all, like ever. Like if you're into this podcast, I still do not understand it. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say John Wick three, and okay. then okay, I'm trying to think of. All the movies you've seen that I haven't, because I feel like maybe one of those snuck into the top three. Um, I'm going to say John Wick 3 and <sighs> Midsummer. And uh, did you see um, The Last Man in San Francisco? I did. Uh, I'm going to go with that one then, too. Okay. <laughs> mm, this is interesting. <laughs> oh no okay well so i guess we can just round robin it or like what should we do <laughs> yeah we can just go back and forth so we'll start okay. with number 10 and we will count down yeah and then we can see if those things that we guessed are in the top 10 in the top three or just nowhere to be found <laughs> on the top 10 list which could be a possibility yeah I mean, uh, do you want to go first but... or do you want me to go first okay i'll go first because okay. um I just want to get this out of the way and, you know, we'll just uh, discuss it. But at number 10 right now is actually Midsummer. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, look at that horror. Just this got is a on plot there. twist. I know. I think it really helped reading the, um, <laughs> reading the, <laughs> the screenplay. Yeah, because it just one, I just turned away during the really gruesome gore part. And two, I knew there wasn't a lot onto it. So I was able to care about the characters and the art more. So I really mm. appreciated it. And so, and it wasn't too scary. Like for anyone still wondering if it's scary, it really isn't scary. Like yeah, it's more gory than scary. Yeah. There's some truly horrific gory pieces that I saw through the corner of my eye and yeah. that scarred me enough, but and they also don't come at you like in surprising moments. So I yeah. think that if you <laughs> yeah. if you are looking for gore and you don't want to see it, you can very easily like avert yeah. your eyes when it's happening. Yeah, just like if you see a hammer, like you know something's about to go down, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So just turn away. But it was a good film and it was well made, so it made my top 10. This is so exciting. <laughs> think shell i feel like i've this is i've rubbed off on you a horror movie yeah? in your top 10 i know i know well to be fair year. it's like about a bad boyfriend and like a girl finally feeling yep. empowered mm-hmm. to make a decision yes. about him and what he deserves mm-hmm. and you know rah rah sisterhood so <laughs> but also like was he that bad of a boyfriend that's yeah, another yeah. question he was for another bad. day <laughs> he seemed he seemed um understandable to me yeah you know? understandable like, that's really what you want to put person. into the universe you, that can go on your dating profile look like, he 
he had dated her for a long time, longer than he probably should have, and yeah, was so nice enough to bring her on the vacation <laughs> after her family died. So, spoiler alert. What more can you want for the first yeah. three seconds of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's on your, what's your number 10? I'm really My curious. My number 10 is a classic already. Oh, no. People oh, will be no. talking about this for years. It's the Rebel Wilson vehicle. Isn't oh, it romantic? Oh my gosh. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> this movie was so fun and so funny <laughs> and had such a good cast. And that dance number at the end during the credits, just like. Oh my word. I, I think maybe I've thought about this movie more than I've thought about any other movie that I've seen this year. <laughs> like going through this it, list, yeah. I was like. Could I tell you the the plot of Happy Death Day 2 or Detective Pikachu or Us right now? <laughs> no, I could not. But I could give you a pretty <laughs> accurate blow-by-blow blow of Isn't It Romantic? Yeah. Wow. Rebel Wilson, Liam Hemsworth, Priyanka Chopra. Like, just such a fun movie. That is wild. That is, like, bottom of the barrel for me. But where Where did you list it? Oh, it's like bottom. It's the fifth from the bottom. So, uh, so what? yeah. It was yeah. not. Why? What? This is why. Yeah. I could see not being your top 10. It but will how probably is not stay the there pack? until the end of the year. So we can unpack that then. But just suffice it to say, like, this movie is not going to be talked about in years to come. Like, at all. I think most humans have forgotten it exists. Well, that's a shame because it truly is a joy to watch. <laughs> have Ugh, you whatever. have you seen it more than once, or would you? I would. I would gladly watch it again. <laughs> I would watch wow. any of the movies in my top ten again, several wow. times at least. Well, that's good. I guess okay. I'm happy for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get back to your uh, sketchy okay, taste. Okay. What do you have at number nine? So this was a harder one for me because I feel like in the moment I really enjoyed it. But since leaving, I've kind of been like, was it that good? I don't know. But it's Toy Story 4. So I've just, I mean, I'll have to listen to our podcast episode about it, I guess, from a couple weeks ago. But it was so beautifully animated that I think that did elevate it for me compared to other movies I've seen this year. Yeah, I have this at number 11. So I oh, okay. think we're we're about the same place with yeah. it. Yeah. And you know, there's not much to say cuz like I said, I really did forget about a lot of it and I don't know if I'd ever need to see it again in my life, but a uh, heartfelt effort and um I appreciate yes. that. It's a weird movie because when I was watching it, I liked it. When I left, yeah. I thought it was good. And now I feel like I don't really remember it and <laughs> yeah. don't have super strong feelings for it either way. It's not like the first three Toy Stories, which I still really right. remember well and remember liking. It's just kind of like, a, oh, okay, that was a movie that I saw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll see if it mm-hmm. sticks around this this placement, but I kind of I kind of doubt it. So we'll see. Now you're making me nervous with these... <laughs> these rankings because i i i felt very confident about this next one but now i'm like she's gonna have this at the bottom of her list too and i'm gonna (laughs) look like a fool we'll have to see Uh, my number nine is the fake beatles biopic (laughs) yesterday okay no that was 11 for me so oh okay yeah yeah we're okay that's way more acceptable than isn't it romantic like to all our listeners out there they're not comparable titles so (laughs) i don't 
know. They're both like real campy <laughs> and really fun. They're not great movies, but they're very watchable, enjoyable movies, or at least I thought so. Yeah, I would agree. I think that was. I think that's going to be a movie that sticks around longer than people think. Because right now they're all like, oh, what a waste of a premise. But I think it'll sneak back into people's zeitgeist later on because it is just like a fun movie. Yeah. And the music's good and there it's funny at parts. Yeah. Ed Sheeran's in Ed it. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> mm-hmm. One day uh, when he gets his Oscar, we'll look back at that movie and think, wow, we should have known. Wow. We knew him when. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the share of our generation, really. <laughs> oh, dear. Ed Sheeran. Nice. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. And so then um, 10.98 for me was Spider-Man, actually, Far From Home. So oh. I was curious how far that fell on your list. Did it kind of... It wasn't anywhere near the top 10, I imagine. It was number 16 for me. Oh, okay. I I thought, I mean, which I think uh, speaks probably more to the caliber mm-hmm. of movies that have come out so far <laughs> than anything else. I can't, like, if I had to slot this into last year's list, it would yeah. be much yeah, yeah. lower. Uh, yeah. And I think probably as we get to the fall, it'll just keep getting knocked down. Because I kind of have my movies on my list sort of in tiers. Mm-hmm. And that's in this middle tier where it's like movies that weren't bad, but weren't necessarily good. And yeah. that tier probably goes up through Toy Story 4 for me right now. Mm-hmm. So I think probably everything <laughs> that's not in my top 10 will end up being like in the middle. 60s or yeah. lower on the final list. Yeah, I think the reason this one was so elevated is one because I really do enjoy Tom Holland's energy and also Jake Gyllenhaal. And I think they managed to pull off some really intriguing and interesting um, fight scenes, even though it's such an overdone genre by now. And so like the ending where he has to fight blind and like trust his, what is it? His Peter Tingle or something. Yeah, Like I thought that was a really, yeah, it was a really cool fight. And I thought that was really, that really like took it a step above. And I, I really enjoyed the crazy eyed Jake Gyllenhaal. So for all the gaps in like the story and the paths I wish they would have taken, like I felt like, you know, at least they tried something new and like different and, and they swung, you know, they swung for it. So I'll give it, I'll give it a place at my number eight. Uh, my number eight is a, one of the movies that you guessed for me <gasps> to be in the top three. <sighs> it is John Wick Chapter Three. Oh Arabella. wow! I'm surprised it's that low. I guess I don't know what else will be that high. If I had to pick the top three, I was most confident in. I think I would have assumed John Wick made it all the way. Well, wow, really? That's so interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> didn't I lo- you love I it? Love- I did. I loved this movie. Um, uh, In the end, I felt like there were just other movies that I like that had as much fun stuff that I liked in this one, but also had something that was like a little bit more character resonant. Uh Because John Wick is such a fun movie to watch and it's so campy and the action scenes are so good, but there's not any like emotional resonance there. And not that any every movie needs that. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. The talk. <laughs> Not that every movie like needs that, but when you have something that I think is equally fun and right. also has that added element to it, it bumped it up a little bit for me. Did you oh, end up, did you see John Wick 3? 
Yeah, I did. Rob dragged me to it and I I did not enjoy it, but that's because I don't like watching people get stabbed through the eye in basically slow motion. Wow. Um, <laughs> but I I mean, I guess I'm just I don't know what you would put seven what seven movies would go above this for you. I'm very rattled by this. It's very alarming. <laughs> I'm I trying mean... to even think. I'm like looking at this list of films I've seen and I'm truly terrified to see what you put above it but i'm happy you know to know that about you so i can maybe add that to your value system as i as i try to guess your interests going forward yeah (laughs) um seventh place for me is the lego movie the second part which again is a hard one because it's like i remember loving it i still listen to the soundtrack sometimes but i don't necessarily remember it so it'll be interesting to see how high it sticks in the rest of the year. But I really did like, I remember appreciating a lot of it. So did this yeah, one crack it for you? It did not. I loved <laughs> this movie too when it came out, but sort of like with Toy Story 4, I feel like it has faded in my mind. Yeah. So I have it at number 14 currently. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's not too low. So, so I'll, it's a couple I'll slots it. above Spider-Man. Yeah. A couple <laughs> slots below Toy Story 4. Yeah. It's like, I think our conversation at, during our Toy Story 4 episode where we wondered like what's more likely to get the oscar nom and i i would value this one getting it more because i think it 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 tried something new and it was really interesting and i think again the music and the characters were just so fun that it just it felt like a better movie i think i feel like the lego movie 2 has to get a nomination just because they (laughs) didn't nominate the first one and everyone's gonna feel guilty for doing that but i don't stupid I don't know if it'll win over Toy Story 4. I think in the animated category, there's a lot of room for something to come out in the fall and really Mm -hmm. sweep it because I don't think either of those movies was as beloved as would need to to kind of lock up that slot at this point. Yeah, I know. It's anyone's guess because I think a lot of people loved How to Train Your Dragon and I didn't see that. But Oh, yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, (laughs) which is probably our bad because I think it's on a lot of people's top 10. Oh, wow. The third <laughs> how to train your dragon movie yeah okay. they loved it okay okay but what do you have seventh spot <laughs> number seven is another one of the movies that you thought no! would be in my top three okay it's midsummer I oh my number gosh seven. oh i think i'm trying to remember all the horror movies i forgot about okay okay you tell me why what happened here I mean, I love this movie. I thought it was really good. It just, there were movies that I liked more. That is so crazy. I loved the gore of it. I guess mm-hmm. I wanted more. I don't know. I like talking. <laughs> no, not talking necessarily. I, I guess I wanted more. Uh, the climax, I think, for right. me felt like it wasn't as strong the scene with the with the hammer that we mentioned beforehand (laughs) i think is the scene of the movie and then the second the whole second half i felt like wanting something like that and it never quite reached that level for as much good stuff as there is and 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 yeah i i want like a big finale and i think another Mm -hmm. thing is that i'm comparing this to hereditary which is (laughs) first movie and that was my favorite movie of last year and felt like it hit all of the beats so perfectly and climaxed in such a great way and this one uh, i just felt like it wasn't uh quite there in that 
same like compact, perfect gem of a movie. Right. Uh, and I thought that some of the other things that I have higher on my list were had more of that. Oh man. I'm just trying to think of what that could be. <laughs> but yeah, I see your point. I think the I I did sort of expect one final like trigger warning sort of scene where it would just be like gore and violence, but it did kind of fizzle, I guess, in an interesting way. But okay, okay. That's fine. Number seven. I didn't even come close, but um I think you'll be surprised by my number f- six. Um, okay. It's Cold Pursuit, the Liam Neeson <laughs> snow plow driver movie. But you saw this, right? No. You didn't? Oh my gosh. Matt, no. Matt, I am serious when I say like this is actually like a very good movie. Okay, so Liam Neeson struggles because all of Liam Neeson's movies are kind of jokes, right? Like he's yes. in the computer and all this uh-huh. stuff. So I went into it expecting like a campy, funny movie. But this is actually a lot more like, I, I don't know the right term, like, l- like you know, like a literary novel, like that sort of like, it's an elevated oh. story. It's like a very okay. interesting, artistically done film with like really beautiful like title cards and such good music. And it's like, it's a very different movie than I think a lot of people expected. And I think they really marketed it the wrong way because it felt like it was like, oh, Liam Neeson goes on a killing rampage with his snowplow. But it's actually like that. But it's also just done in a really artful, like interesting way. And I want more people to see it because it truly was like a great movie. And I think it'll stay in my top, my top for a while because it was just... It was surprisingly good. This is so interesting. This is wild <laughs> to me. I had, I feel like I had not heard this take from you or from anyone that this was that good. And yeah. I'm going to have to check this out now. Yeah, I think you should. And I think Liam Neeson does really good work in it. And um, it's like a really quiet film. And I'm trying to think of a comp for it. And I'm struggling because it's not usually my like cup of tea, right? Like I, I'm more lowbrow. Yeah. But it was, and Rob can attest, like he agreed with me that it was like actually like a really good movie. And it's sad that it was sort of buried in a January release and and wasn't really given a push to be taken seriously when it probably should have. Interesting. (laughs) Something to think about. These number six slots have an odd similarity to them because (laughs) my number six movie is Matthew McConaughey's The Beach Bum. Oh, okay. I was worried you were going to say Serenity and I was going to have to throw my computer out a window. (laughs) Oh, no. You just wait for that one. Oh, no. Um, No, The Beach Bum, which is all intents and purposes just a stoner movie. He's Uh wandering around Florida. He's playing an author named Moondog who's good friends with Snoop Dogg. Uh, (laughs) Isla Fisher is in it as like this wife. I don't think I've even seen a trailer for this. For the beach bum? You haven't seen a trailer for this? No. Oh my gosh. This is like, it's glorious. Matthew (laughs) McConaughey is in his most Matthew (laughs) McConaughey-ish-ness. He's like this author, a poet named Moondog Mm -hmm. who wanders around Florida. He's like running from the cops. He's drinking. He's sleeping with random people. He's always high. Snoop Dogg is also in the movie, uh, but it's very funny and not, and I am not like a 
stoner humor kind of person, but mm-hmm. I thought this movie was really funny and fun to watch. It's beautifully <laughs> shot. It's in Florida, so lots of cool scenes. And then also, it's oddly emotional. Like, there were moments in this movie that I was a little bit, like, punched in the gut by the emotion of it, and I was not prepared for it. <laughs> so... It's a mo- wow. you should check it out i i don't i feel like you probably wouldn't like it i don't yeah, know if you well. would but it was it's definitely interesting and worth a watch and not what i expected it to be at all i saw it only because a friend wanted to see it and i ended up being like oh my gosh this is one of my favorite movies of the year so far that is so interesting yeah i'm like looking at this artwork for it and i do not I don't recognize it from any of my jaunts to the movie theater like i've never heard of it but but thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> Sam, there you go. Okay. Well, we're getting in the top five now. So this is when things get crazy. Yes. Um, yes. So my top five is actually the uh, Netflix movie, Someone Great, which is great. What? And I loved it. <laughs> I have never heard of this. No, what we've talked about it. It's the, the Gina Wong Rodriguez. One? No, no, no. It's Gina Rodriguez and Brittany Snow. And it's these three best friends in New York who one of them's moving and breaks up with her boyfriend and they're having like this one last epic night. And it's so, it's like, it's such a good testament to like female friendship. And it's also just so funny and they have such great charisma and energy. And it's like, you know, they get into all these hijinks and the night constantly goes awry and they're getting drunk. They're getting high. She's getting emotional. And it's just like a really heartfelt movie. That's like, sort of positioned as a rom-com because it's about this will they won't they of this couple as as she faces her exit and he doesn't want to do long distance and so so it's actually like a really sweet movie and it has an amazing soundtrack this is the movie with like all the lizzo songs if that helps remind you interesting I have no <laughs> recollection of this movie, or if we talked about it on this podcast. Well, I, have no I doubt you'd that. like it, but um, to anyone out there who's ever had a female friend, like there's something really authentic about it, and I really appreciated it. I mean, it was written by women, directed by women, obviously starred these three really talented women, and it was just such a good, funny movie that also, like you said, kind of hits you in the gut a little bit. So. I famously hate all women and also believe that that men should play women in movies. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson (laughs) told me that's fine. So I'll give it a pass. What's your your number five? So my number five is my favorite horror movie of the year so far, which is the movie Climax, which is like a dance hall horror movie. Uh, It's, I think like exclude almost exclusively in French or a lot of it's in France. Basically this group of dancers is rehearsing at this sort of old abandoned school dormitory in the winter. And <laughs> one of them poisons the, the punch with LSD. And you just have this like crazy, horrible stream of events that take mm-hmm. place where this uh, dance troupe like kind of turns on each other and it gets really gruesome, but there's also really good music and these amazing dance sequences throughout the Mm -hmm. whole thing. Only Sophia Botella, who is the girl with knife feet from Kingsman. She's the only like actual (laughs) trained actress in the movie and everybody else is a dancer. And it's just like mesmerizing to watch and very interesting and also a really good horror movie. So 
that checked a lot of boxes for me. Yeah, I remember you talking about it and thinking to myself, hmm, that's not for me. (laughs) Oh, come on, Shelby. (laughs) You don't want to see a child electrocuted? Oh, no. Nah, I'll pass. But um, number four for me, actually, now that I think about it, I don't remember if you saw this, Um, but it's Longshot featuring Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. Who I hate Seth Rogen, but this movie had. Did you see it first of all before you start no, judging? No, I did okay. not. <laughs> it's actually really funny and really cute, and I think anyone with a heart would enjoy it. So take that as you will. <laughs> so I probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But it was it actually pass. like, I mean, I think a lot of rom coms struggle this day and age because they've hit all the same notes and they can feel sort of like cliche and a little sexist but this one was actually like really sweet and modern without feeling like you know forcing feminism down your throat or something like oh yeah (laughs) like some powerful speech about choosing yourself over a man and so I really valued it and I think it was so funny like there are some scenes that Rob and I still like quote to each other and like laugh about and I think if I hate Hating Seth Rogen as much as I do and still liking this movie um, just speaks to how good it actually is. So if you're ever on an airplane and you have the opportunity to watch this, I think it's a good airplane pick for you. Should I? So I should watch this before or after Cold Pursuit? (laughs) I think you'd like Cold Pursuit more, but I think you'd be surprised by how much you enjoy Longshot too. Interesting. Very (laughs) interesting. My number four movie, much to my shock and horror, is Avengers Endgame. Oh, yes. Uh, that is a good spot. I'm happy for that. I'm I'm totally satisfied with that. This, I, for not, <laughs> for all of its predecessors not being good and me not really liking any of them, this movie was so fun yeah. and I got the feels so many times and that I, so crazy. for whatever reason, felt so emotionally like um, aroused at the part where they all come back at the end, even though I didn't know who half yeah. of them were. I, know, that I, like, I don't wild. know what this movie was doing, but I was there for it <laughs> and would gladly watch all three hours of it again. I would love that. I really do. It's just still the most surprising thing to ever happen to this podcast and to you personally, I think. I know. I know. <laughs> I had so I had to go through a I had to talk to my therapist and go through a lot of, <laughs> yeah. you know, deep-seated issues when I realized, wait, am I someone who likes a Marvel movie? Yeah. Not just likes a Marvel movie, but like really likes Loves a Marvel it. movie. Like this has mm. a chance of being in your top 10 of the entire year. Like sleep on that, yeah. you know. That oh gosh. <laughs> I can't wait for that moment. Um so uh, now we're into the top three and um I think two of your guesses are still remaining. So are you feeling pretty confident or Well, okay, so wait, what did I guess? I guessed Avengers Endgame <laughs> and Book Smart and Little. So all three of them are still left. <laughs> okay. So I could get right, I right, could have right. got them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you only have one one left I know. for mine. And I I think Oh, man, now I don't know, because that was really just the last guess I threw in there. I was really confident about my first two guesses, so I don't know. But top three for me, you got one wrong at least, because number three is actually Us by Jordan Peele. Oh! Which, I mean, we talked about at length in an episode, and you didn't love, but I actually really enjoyed. Again, because it wasn't too gory, it wasn't too scary, and I think, I mean, the music is still, like, 
haunting to me. It's like, I really think about this movie more than I thought I would. That is so interesting. I knew I I knew that you liked it, and I for a split second thought, oh, maybe that would be toward her top. But then I was like, <laughs> no, it was too like it's she doesn't really do horror, so it it would definitely wouldn't be in her top three. This is fascinating to me. But it's like I think it's just like it's gonna stay. Like I mean, people still make jokes about the tethered and like you know, the underground. And it's just like such an interesting world to me that, yeah, there are flaws to it, obviously, and like logical gaps. But I really just, it's such a thought provoking, I don't know, allegory or story that I just really enjoyed it. I think it it was really well done. And and I, I respect Jordan Peele's sophomore effort. So I have that at number 18, right between oh, Captain man. Marvel and Men in Black <laughs> International. So, Oh, my gosh. Well, at least it beat Men in Black. So you still yeah, only have some barely. Taste, it's only know? two spots above The Hustle starring Rebel Wilson yeah. and Anne Hathaway. <laughs> but speaking of great dance sequences, like just that finale of them in the tunnels, I just I still like really think about it. And I think I think that speaks to how good it was for me. I mostly think of the of the daughter who gets flipped off the banister onto the yeah. uh, coffee table and then seven hours later wakes up and is like, ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, she's been through some stuff, you know. Who knows how her body works anyway? She hasn't been yeah. <laughs> in the sun for her entire life. But, but yeah, there are questions and there are no answers, but sometimes that's okay. But let's see what's your top three. So my number three is the last black man in San Francisco. So you got one of them right. (laughs) Yeah, this is a slow, kind of dreamy movie about Mm -hmm. a man falling in love with a house. So, you know, feels (laughs) on point with my strange taste. Um, I I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, so I feel like I don't need to get too much into the plot. But it's an interesting story about gentrification and nostalgia. And at the heart of it is this really great friendship between these two guys who live in San Francisco and are trying to figure out where their place in the world is. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just a it's a really great, thoughtful movie. And I feel like is something that could stick around and possibly show up in some way, shape or form in the Oscar race. It might be yeah. a little small for that, but definitely. Well, like it was a huge deal focus. at like Sundance or something, right? Yes. Yes. Early this year. And then it came yeah. out uh, like a couple weeks ago in New York. I don't know if yeah. it's gotten to Houston yet, but I imagine it will because it's doing well. Yeah, because it's one I definitely want to see and I think I'll enjoy. And um, yeah, it just hasn't popped up in my at my AMC theater yet. But maybe with their yes. new artisan system, it will, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> very confusing. Can we talk about that for two seconds? Like, what is going on? They just have random boxes around the pictures that are like yeah. artisan. But like yesterday was an artisan movie. Oh, yeah. Which I think, yeah, weird. Midsummer like, was, too. Yeah. It's weird because, so what AMC has done is they're like, we want to support, like, smaller films and smaller releases, and so we're going to have this artisan emphasis. But it doesn't seem like it it means anything except alerting people to the fact that it's sort of been, I don't know, picked as a film worth watching by AMC. Yeah. So, like, on the app, it'll just say it, but it's not like they offer discounts or more screenings, but it's just like, instead of ignoring them all together, they're like, here it is. Like you should probably check this out too. 
I admire their idea. I don't know if it'll really change anything, but I mean, some theaters don't even show these small ones. So at least they're self-aware and they're being like, yeah, we're going to keep on showing these small films and like, we just need you guys to come see them. So here's a highlighted bar around it. And you're like, I'm an artist. I will attend. Exactly. You're like, oh, well, I do have to go to this now, don't I? But um, Mm. yeah, it's sort of weird, nebulous, how they choose how, which qualifies, but... Ooh, Anyways. there's an artisan box around the Lion King. <laughs> we better go this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um, so top two. Um, uh, number two for me is Avengers Endgame. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I mean, Point yeah, what me. more what more can be said? Matt has already sung praises to this, so I'll let him be the final word on how good this movie is. So it really is. It really is such a great movie. Yeah. You can skip all of the previous installments, <laughs> other than, I guess, Black Panther, and then just yeah. show up and, and be moved in. I mean, I guess you literally can, because you've only seen, like, 20% of the Marvel Universe, so. I've seen the ones that count. That's what I yeah. like to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number two, which may be part of the reason why you didn't guess this is because you didn't think of it as, like, a movie that would qualify, but oh, I have no. it on my list anyways. It is Beyonce. Beyonce's homecoming does not count. Yes, 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 yes. I was like, oh, I should guess that as a joke, but he won't really put that. It doesn't count. It's a a feature length documentary. (laughs) Is it called a documentary? Like, is it is it referenced as a documentary? It's it's on Netflix. It's a full length movie. Like, what else would it be? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't count the Taylor Swift tour video as a movie, even though it's feature well, length, you know? Yeah, but the So Taylor you just Swift mean because there's video. like back the behind the scenes stuff and there's sort of yeah. a narrative. She's okay. like reading okay. poetry. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I would have probably guessed that for sure if I knew that was on the table. But mm. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear you talk about it more. Please. Please tell us how this made the cut. I mean, it's Beyonce in what I would consider <laughs> to be one of the greatest concerts ever staged. Yeah. It took her years to uh, to plan it out. And then there's just so much happening in this concert mm-hmm. that was only ever performed twice that she rehearsed for months and months. And it was like a, less than a year after she had given birth to twins. Yeah. So you're watching her like recuperate and recover and mm-hmm. get herself into this form <laughs> where she can do this show for two plus hours hours and sing and dance all the way through it Mm -hmm. It, it's very personal you're seeing her (laughs) you know at these like low moments and then as she's building up and all of the things that go into it and all of the hundreds of dancers and tech people and it's just such a feat (laughs) that I felt like watching it I was I was like overcome with how great Beyonce is so how many times have you watched it just curious well it's tough because I've watched the concert yeah in like a bootleg format right. a number of times. Okay. And then I think I've only ever watched, I've only watched the actual documentary twice, okay. but I've seen the concert a number of times. It's interesting because one of my favorite parts of watching the bootleg version is that it's of the first night that she did Coachella yeah. and she has this wardrobe malfunction in the second half and she's having to perform through it while this, like her costume oh, is basically yeah, falling apart. I remember but that. in the, yeah. Netflix version they for all of those scenes they basically just show her 
during the second night right. that she performed it where she doesn't have a wardrobe malfunction. So it's interesting to watch between the two. But I think the one where she's doing it with the costume problem is actually more incredible because she's going full tilt even though she's like <laughs> yeah. falling out of her outfit. Yeah. Well, look at that insider scoop. I guess we need to watch. I mean, not that we watch bootleg stuff ever. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, never. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, what did I say? Bootleg? Yeah, no, I meant, no, 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 I meant no, no. when I was there at yeah. the concert <laughs> and videotaped it yeah. on my phone. Yeah. Um. But my number one, you were right, is Booksmart, the Olivia Wilde um, directorial debut. Guess what? My number one is. <gasps> is it Booksmart? Yes. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Last year we had the same number one too. Spider-Man. Uh, so we're freaking on a roll. You know, it takes us a while, different taste. paths to get there, but eventually <laughs> yes. our tastes align and that's where it matters. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, I guess I remember you liked it. I guess I just didn't think it'd be number one for you, but I'm, I mean, I'm happy to be wrong. I mean, I think that part of it is that I don't usually like comedies as much as you right. do. But when a comedy lands, it like mm-hmm. really sticks with me. And there's mm-hmm. so many great scenes in Booksmart. <laughs> just like joke after joke after joke after funny yeah. thing. And that scene where there it's the murder mystery birthday party, that just from <laughs> like really just killed me. With that. Yep. I was like, yeah. oh, this is it. The, yep, done. <laughs> That's the party I was at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, it's such a great movie. It is so enjoyable and so so sharp and funny and quick and just well paced and I just think I mean it makes sense why I like it right like it's about these two friends and they have this like it's a really realistic relationship and kind of the it hits all the right marks without ever feeling like cliche or kind of unearned and sure it gets like crazy out there and like the finale is really wild but but it all makes sense in the universe it exists in and I really just enjoyed it so much you and I were the two characters in Booksmart. <laughs> which one would you be and which one would I be? I think I'd definitely be the the sort of um doormat doormatty one, the doormat adjacent yeah. one. I'd be Beanie Feldstein and you'd <laughs> yeah. be yeah. Exactly. That yeah. feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I would just go along with a lot of things and then one day just snap. But yep. that's uh that's probably who I was in high school a little too realistically and um, maybe I identify <laughs> with that. <laughs> But so such wait, a great movie. Did you kill the friend in high school? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it was a, it was a, a heartfelt movie that still was just so funny and so fun. Well, I'm glad that we have uh, decided that that definitively is the movie to watch from the first yes. half of 2019. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Yeah, this is sort of like a choose your own adventure and people can kind of follow our taste and see how we wound up in the same place, but with such different, different <laughs> trajectories. So do you want to watch Isn't It Romantic in a Beach Bum? <laughs> or do you want to watch Cold Pursuit? Uh, yeah. You know, so many options. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of good uh, recommendations, though. And and most of them we didn't actually do full episodes on. So lots for yeah. our listeners to enjoy. Isn't that the case? The biggest movies are not the best ones. Shocker, shocker. <laughs> yeah. Who would have guessed? Yeah, which will be proven yet again next week when we go into The Lion King. Who knows? You could turn out to love The Lion King, Shelby. 
<laughs> it's Crazier gotten bad reviews, but yeah. yes. Do you have any like honorable mentions or things that uh, you want to throw out there from your ranking list? Oh man, like things that almost made the top ten, or things that yeah, are the worst I've ever that, seen. Yes, just like anything, anything fun or interesting at all. You know, I will say. I really resented the fact that you thought Little could be in my top three. Um, I just want to put that out there. I enjoyed it. it. I mean, it was like 14. So it's not like that. But like from three, you know, like it's one thing that that might push into my top 10. (laughs) But like to make it a top three, like, come on. You were so hyped on it going in. And I just couldn't separate that. Like I was like, she loved that movie trailer. She was like, this is a freaking fantastic film yeah well it was a fun movie but um yeah i don't think it'll stay anywhere close to my top 10 hopefully but you know given this year it's like anyone's guess well i hated it it was a 27 (laughs) for me right down there near ma what was your last ranked movie of your 35 do you want to guess it's a movie that we covered for the podcast oh Oh, is it Captive State? Yes. Ugh, <laughs> Captive State. So Dear disrespectful. Lord. But you know what? Can you guess mine? Because we covered it too. Oh, gosh. Um, um, uh, was it Five Feet Apart? <laughs> no, it was Serenity. The worst <laughs> oh, movie I may have ever no. seen. Yes. Not Serenity. Yes, the worst, uh, hands down. But mm, anyways. forever, <laughs> Serenity. I really thought I would end this episode just mad at you and just ranting about how bad your taste is and how hard it is to figure you out. But you know what? I feel actually really We've zen come about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if that sticks around next week. I uh, We won't be able to do our pop culture roundup because I'm going to be out of town, but we're definitely going to be touching base on the summer film no one's shut up about since last year, The Lion King. So... The live action, Lion <laughs> the King. live action, animated Lion King. No one asked for. <sighs> but spoiler alert: Beyonce is uh, in it, so <laughs> that could sway so me. Something, yeah. We'll have a couple of people who are big Beyonce fans, and we'll see if that blinds them to the truth of this film. It's interesting that Beyonce is coming out with the Lion King the same year that Taylor Swift is in Cats. <laughs> Do you think they planned that somehow or they're related in any way? We'll have to see which one I hate more because it's probably a toss up at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, James Corden is not in the Lion King (laughs) that I'm aware of yet. He might. He'll pop up. It could sway it. Yeah. Some friggin' bird or something. (laughs) Okay. Well, until then, you can follow us on social media. We're at PS You're Wrong on Twitter, on Instagram. We have email at PSYou'reWrong at gmail.com. Send us your top 10 movies. We would yes. love to take a look at those. Uh, or tell us which movies we were right about and which movies we were wrong about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we need Spoiler feedback. alert, I wasn't wrong about anything, but you can try and persuade me. Yeah, please help me and just i almost put serenity in my top 10 but i didn't you know <laughs> r.i.p serenity yeah it's, it had a long enough life it was tricky that both anne hathaway and matthew mcconaughey have had a better movie come out since serenity so 
Wait, what is Anne Hathaway been in? The Hustle with Rebel Oh my gosh. (laughs) Bye, guys.